Hey, this is Tim from Kalamunda Church of Christ, and today I hope that this podcast blesses you. If you are wanting to know anything more about our beautiful church, why don't you hop online and head to our website at kalamunda.church. God, we thank you for this moment. Thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. And in this moment, Lord, we cast aside any expectation, God, any doubt, anything from our week that would pull our attention away from you right now. God, Jesus, we just want to sit in the presence of the Most High. Guys, can grab your seats. It's going to be interesting. I've never preached in a circle before, but I promise I'm going to make my way around. But there's something different about this day. As I said before, it's a day like any other in the Christian calendar. Because each and every day we wake up and we remember the victory of Jesus. And I know that we know that there is victory in the third day. But on Good Friday, there is, there is something different about this day because this day all those years ago there was no celebration there was no time of victory it seemed there was just a time of mourning so today I want to preach and I'm actually I don't have any points I don't have any challenges I'd just like to paint a picture today And it's a picture of a crowd, a crown, a king, and a cross. A story that we've all heard. If you're 42, you've probably been to 42 Easter Sunday services and Good Friday services. You've heard it 42 different ways and at kids' church in between. But a picture of a crowd, a crown, a king, and a cross. Because I don't know if you realize, but today, Good Friday... It actually marks and it represents the coronation of King Jesus. Him and his disciples entered to the welcome for a king, as we found out last week on Palm Sunday. As Jesus entered Jerusalem, that was the welcome fit for a king. Everything pointed, the scriptures, the prophecies, they pointed towards coronation at Jerusalem. Jesus was on his way to coronation. You see, at a coronation... There needs to be a crowd. There is always a crowd at the coronation or whenever the royal family celebrates a marriage, anything to do with royalty, there is a crowd that gathers. Whether they're gathering in support and out of love, the masses seem to stop for a whole day whenever royalty does something. And whether it's out of love, if not, it's out of fear. There is still a crowd that gathers there is something different. There was something different about Good Friday because there was a crowd. But this crowd wasn't gathered out of fear and it wasn't gathered out of joy or love. It was a crowd not out of celebration, but a crowd that gathered out of mockery to spit vile hatred, to spit insults, to hurl hate at the king of kings. The Lord of Lords. 
it says in Matthew 15, verse 13 to 14, that they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. And a crowd that many of them stuck religiously, literally, to the laws of the land, to the laws, to the laws, to the laws. They stuck to them with everything they had. It was what they had. And they elected to let a known criminal walk free of the cross, even though, according to their traditions, he was deserving of it in place of Jesus. A crowd that days before had welcomed him like a king, saying, Hosanna in the highest, all of a sudden, a spitting vile hatred at the Messiah. The only thing they want to see is him strung up, torn open and die on that cross. See, there is something different about this day. And at a coronation, there is a crown. Queen Elizabeth wears a crown and is a symbol of her status. It's a symbol of her position, of her power, of her authority. There is always a crown at coronation. And a crown, it's handed down. It represents that position. The ideal is that it is handed down peacefully from generation to generation, from father to son, from mother to daughter, that that position would be handed down. But if it's not handed down in peace, then a crown is, handed down, is taken in violence. You can either approach it with receiving it through peace or you come in violence. And if you come in violence to receive a crown, you are never given the crown. You take the crown. But on this day, Jesus didn't do either of those. He came in peace and had a crown forced upon his head. In violence, it says in Matthew 27, verse 29, having a crown of thorns placed on his head, or in other translations, it says rammed on his head. And if only they knew, if only they recognized that this crowning that they meant as a mockery was actually the moment that they were crowning the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And at a coronation, there needs to be a king or a queen, but in this case, there needs to be a king. And when a king enters Jerusalem at coronation, they enter through the main gate. And they have a procession of armed forces that trail behind them, flexing their military might, letting the world know that they are there. You know a king is present in a town. You know when they have entered for coronation. There is no doubt you cannot miss it. It is unmissable. And they go from town to town on their way to coronation, calling down oppression on anyone who would step out against them, anyone who would speak against them. At coronation, they come in on a mighty war horse to show their power, their might. They speak loud, they speak firm, and they are untouchable. At coronation, you would have to get through an army to get to them. Yet on this day, it says that Jesus came in Matthew 21 from the Mount of Olives. And that tells us that he came through the side gate. He didn't come through the main gate. His procession was his disciples that rocked up, not armed to the teeth. He walked through towns bringing healing, 
bringing freedom and love. He didn't come loud. He didn't flex military might. Jesus came in peace on a donkey. And he was the opposite of untouchable. He was accessible by all. There is something different. Something different about this day. And we wear this cross. I wear this cross each and every day. And it represents. It is a symbol of the victory that Jesus had. Reminding me that there is the promise of eternal life. And that all I need to do to attain that. To live in the love and the promise of Jesus. Is to have faith and belief. But on this day. Today and all those years ago. Cross means something completely different. The cross was a symbol of Rome's totalitarian power. It was a symbol of their authority. It was a symbol of fear, of violence. The cross was a method of execution, but it was a method unlike any other. It was the most researched. They had gotten it down to a science to be able to inflict the most pain, the most torture before the person passed. But what's more, the cross was a method of execution that was meant to dishonor, to discredit. It was meant to disband followers. If your leader went to the cross, there was no way that you continued. There was no honor in the cross. And see, a king, a king would, a king would say that they needed to be to the cross. The king would witness the cross, or he would command the use of the cross. But our King, King Jesus, took up his cross, carried the cross, was nailed, beaten, torn, tortured, cursed, and then died on the cross. See, there is something different about this day. A king whose coronation was an execution, a crown not handed down or taken in force, but forced upon. A crowd present, not out of love or fear, but to spit vile hatred and a cross made for sinners. There is something different about Good Friday. And Jesus' disciples, that they knew they were heading to coronation. Everything was spelled out. Jesus received the welcome of a king, yet even after spending so long with the Messiah, even after spending so long under his teaching, these disciples still didn't get it. They still didn't understand. It says in Luke 18 verse 31 to 34 that Jesus took the 12 aside and told them we are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the son of man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them and they didn't know what he was talking about see even after spending so long with jesus even after themselves uttering the words you are the messiah you are the king of kings they still didn't get it 
and to the point they had spent the last few years of their life journeying with the Prince of Peace, journeying with the God of Love. Peter still decides when the arresters come to take Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane that he's going to politely remove an ear from one of the arresters. Which to that Jesus responds by calming the situation and putting the ear back on. See, there is something different about this day. You didn't let your king be belittled. You didn't let your king be dishonored. Yet Jesus himself didn't fight back. He allowed them to take him and he peacefully went. See, there is something different about this day. If somebody's on trial, parents will know. If one of the youngsters has done something wrong, then they will fight tooth and nail if they know that it was not them to let you know it was not them. People hire defense attorneys to make sure the world knows it was not them. If you are falsely accused of something, you will go to no ends to make sure it doesn't sully your reputation or that you're not accused of something you never did. Yet when Jesus is accused and asked what he has to say about it, the only response that he has in that moment is to confirm his identity. He doesn't speak to the false testimony, to the false witness. He doesn't speak to anything but to confirm his identity. See, there is something different about this day. When you're on trial, that is not how you respond. You fight. But Jesus came in peace. And I think sometimes we actually we don't remember the significance of this time. We don't remember the significance of this moment. Because too many times to count, I've led somebody through the gospel or to salvation. Or I've preached and I've said, Jesus died for your sins and mine. So that we might have freedom. We might have life. We might have life eternal. But All too often, I skip over that first part. Jesus died. What lengths do we go to to repair a relationship? If we have a friendship that's broken down, we'll go and we'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll make the effort to get to them. And we'll try whatever's needed to fix it. We might buy flowers. We might do the dishes, whatever it is that's needed to fix that relationship. But God saw that the only thing there was to fix the gap and that to bridge that gap between us and him was to come and die on the cross. The most horrible, painful death imaginable. And I question, are we conscious enough about the fact that Jesus actually died? We love to live in the freedom and the victory And proclaim that. But do we remember that Jesus died on the cross? Jesus died on that cross. So in this moment, we're going to come into a time of communion. And I don't want us to rush. I don't want us to press on or think, you know what, I need to get out and I need to go from here. So do communion, do my remembrance and then move on. 
in this moment. I want us to put that picture back in our mind of a king whose coronation was an execution, whose crown was forced on his head, where the only people present was a crowd that were vile, spitting insult, and that took up a cross for us. So we're going to take a moment. If you haven't got communion, then I encourage you to go grab it. And then we're going to take it in groups of three or four together in family units. If you'd like to do it alone, by all means, that is okay. But I'd encourage you just to take it in community in this moment. And to actually spend time because these two little symbols are the two most important symbols, the two most important elements and reminders in our world today. That tiny little bit of wafer that tastes a little bit like cardboard is the most important piece of food that you will put in your mouth for the rest of your life. Because it serves as a reminder of the body that was broken on the cross. Not just broken, torn to shreds on the cross in place of ours. We take it and sometimes it's, oh, I need to remember the fact that Jesus died. He died the most gruesome death in place of us. And so that bread, that little wafer is to serve as a reminder that we owe Jesus everything. And that little juice that is way too sweet for my liking serves as a reminder of the blood that was spilled for us that washes us white as snow, that makes us clean and that washes our sin away. So we're just going to take a moment to just sit in remembrance, to sit in the awkwardness of this all, in the uncomfortableness of this all, To reflect on the fact that Jesus died for our sins. And so we're just going to put that, that quiet meditation music back on. And we're just, we're just going to sit in this moment for a while. And I'd encourage you, don't rush. I'll be up in a moment to close the service. But don't rush this moment. We're just going to spend some time in remembrance.